Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello, Joyce Odinison here. I'm so excited that you're on with us today and that you can uh, just participate and to talk about what's happening at work. We are living in the strangest times. Kids are back to school or semi back to school or on their way back to school. We've never had so many staggering and undecided ways of getting kids to school ever. And I know as a parent, you must be thinking when this things come back to normal so you can continue with your job and, and your life and we have a new normal. We have a completely new normal. So today I want to talk about the new normal at work, right? Uh, We have a new normal and sometimes we bury our head in the sand and we don't pay attention to the things around us and most importantly, how they're impacting us emotionally, physically, mentally, or spiritually. And I know that is such an important thing to do and something we seldom ever do. So today, I want you to just look around you here at work. When you think about what's happening at work, take a look at your environment. Because one of the one of the dimensions of wellness that we focus on is the environmental wellness dimension. And in there, we talk about a healthy work environment. We talk about social consciousness, we talk about diversity, we talk about tolerance, respect, acceptance, and a lot of the different things that happen in our world externally that's not necessarily happening to us, but happening around us have such a profound impact on our well-being, our mindset, how we see the world, what we take away with us, what resonates with us at a cellular level. You know, one of my favorite authors on the topic is Dr. Bruce Lipton, and he talks about the biology of beliefs and how our beliefs and our thoughts affects ourselves, our DNA, um, all these different things that sometimes we just, we get so displaced from ourselves. We speak it so um, caught up that we forget that we're so multidimensional. And that environmental wellness can change and create new normals for us mentally, spiritually, socially. Because our kids can't go to school and play tag and run and and jump like they did before. They have to have their mask on. They have to think about who they touch. Did they touch anything? Did they wash their hands? I mean, there's nothing wrong against washing their hands. I don't, don't think I have anything wrong with that. I think it's really when you're looking at the change to new normal that these kids are going to have to to face and the emotional challenges that come with that. But for us as patients, listen, when was the last time your child coughed and you didn't uh, didn't pause and step back and wonder and look a second time to make sure that they didn't have COVID or something more serious and, and, uh, oh, how it would affect you and your family and, and what you can and cannot participate in? 
it's amazing how <laughs> how well our life has changed and what's important to us has changed so we have to remember that at a real cellular level that these things are going to impact us they are and they have already and they will continue to impact us so we have to make a decision as to what are we going to have impact us and how are we going to deal with the things that we face on a daily basis because if we don't we're going to have changes that we're not aware of we're going to react to things or overreact to things and be completely oblivious of the impact we're having and how it's changing the world around us and it's changing others and changing our behavior and so i just want to pull on on your conscious pull you over to a, a higher level of consciousness today at work as you sit there doing your work and you think of you know your colleagues and and your customers or clients internally and externally think about the environment that you're creating and what you can do to change the environment you know this morning i came to work and my neighbor we have our own building but our building is sort of semi-attached on one side and my neighbor he has a restaurant and he is very uh, unclean on cats they um it, he doesn't clean up the backyard they just put stuff out there him and his staff and, and so and this has been going on for the last five years so i as i pulled my vehicle up he's parked terribly i can barely get into my parking lot in my parking spot and i didn't bother but i just got out and was pulling my stuff together and then there's a crate and another crate and i can't even bring my vehicle further in so he came out at the sink and i said good morning and you know do those belong to you and is it possible to remove them so that they're not in my parking lot oh these are not mine and and they belong to the other person up there and i said well no your staff did uh, when I asked them about it, they indicated that they were using it to block the door. Oh, no, we have a door stopper now. And I'm like, well, you'd have one now, which is very good and happy. But these were there for your employees. They sit here um, in the evenings and I really would like you to move them. Oh, I'm not moving them. I, I don't want to move them. I'm not moving them. I said, well, you could ask your employees to move them, please, because I do not want them to keep crowding my parking spot. And he went on to grumble and uh, was complaining that my staff or my tenants put garbage in his garbage can and we should stop and he was going to call the city. And I just thought, hmm, what an interesting person, right? All I asked you to do was to remove, like if he had concerns about um, my staff or my tenants putting garbage in his garbage can, he could have told me, he sees me all the time, he's never said a word before. And all of a sudden, when I'm asking him to keep the, the parking lot clean, he's grumbling about that. And so I didn't even bother asking him if it was an issue or not. But I thought, oh, what a silly man, right? Because we don't really have any interactions with him. We don't need anything from him. We've never asked him to borrow or lend us anything. He's been over here and his employees are always in my parking lot, in my parking space always seem to need something from us and i was like well that's interesting and so you are going to meet those people and you cannot allow them to ruin your day or ruin your your life or your perspective and you know what i had not 
I went into my building and I hadn't given him a second thought until this moment because he's not worth the time. He's not worth the time um, to be upset at him or to respond to him. I was like, if that's your best shot, if that's what you have and you're holding on to, good for you. I mean, if that's how you want to live your life, I'm not going to tell you not to call the city. Go ahead and call the city. I don't have any problems with the city. And I just thought, hmm, very interesting person. So you are always going to have those situations, whether you're at work or not. And it's important for you to not get upset over those things and get yourself all, um, you know, frustrated over these silly things because there there's going to be strange people. And it's just going to have to, you, you have to let them do what they need to do and also go on with your life because whether you're working for yourself or you're working with colleagues or you're working uh, for a boss, it's going to be a day. Now, this man could have had big issues. You have restaurants, you have several restaurants. From time to time, the city closes him down. The restaurant here, I know at one point they had closed him down for violation and there was some question about the cleanliness of his place. I've never eaten at his facility, so I don't know um, or anything about that. I know he has banquet halls and I know he have. And then now with the restriction where you can only have 10 people inside and 10 people up, he must be carrying a lot of inventory and he's stressed about that. So, you know, you just let it go. And I'm like, I'm sure you have bigger problems than that and bigger issues to uh, to keep your attention. But if, you know, you want misery likes company. So I can imagine he's looking at the impact. He probably had to cancel some some events and that, that people may have put down payment on and they may be canceled until next year or all these kinds of things. So sometimes when people lash out at us, it's not us, it's their issue. So when you think back, you're like, hmm, he must be really frustrated today. He must have just had people call to cancel. He might have had to reschedule or close down his banquet hall. And, you know, you have to rent equipment for that. And I could have sit here and be upset and say, this is horrible. And, and you're like, hmm, he's obviously going through something. And this is just probably being me telling him to cook. Have his employees clean up my parking lot may have just been the last thing to drive him crazy. And I'm like, okay, you know, if that's how you want to handle it, that's okay. Because I cannot judge him and ask, expect him to behave the way I would behave. Because he and I don't have the same level of skills or awareness. So it's so important for us to think about that, though, when we are working with others. That they're not seeing the world the way we are. And we have all kinds of people in our environment and we're going to meet all kinds of people at all times and they're all going to have different responses. And so if we want to create a new normal for ourselves or exist in this current normal where people are going to be continually stressed, you know, I was looking at the news this morning and many of the provinces are closing down and new ideas, new restrictions, and people are nervous. Like, how long is this going to last? Yes, they said it's going to last for 28 days, one month. But really, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't go down? What if people don't? Are we going to be closed until Christmas? Are we going to be 
you know, able to have Christmas. Okay, we don't have Thanksgiving. Can we plan for Christmas? And people don't know. And so there's a lot of anxiety, even for your your coworkers, right, or employees. Can the kids go to school full-time this week or every other day? How does that impact my work? Do I need to take time off work? And, and you know, how who supervises them? Daycare is a full. There isn't, does it? <laughs> you know? And as I sit here, I see so many people because there's a hairdressing. Um, there's a hairdresser on the other side of me. And people are trying to go in without masks. And many of the businesses now are put in a sign, you know, need a mask to come in. And and it's just so interesting. Uh, this guy just went up as I was talking to you here. And then he went, no mask. And he went down. And now he's going back up with a mask. And you just chuckle and you're like, you know, people are going to be resistant. And sometimes it's not even a matter of resistance. It's just a matter of people are not conscious of what's going on. And we have to get used to the new normal. We have to get used to people overreacting or being absent-minded or uh, being a little bit more aggressive than we anticipated. And part of that new normal is to let go of stuff, to pause, to not answer, to respond rather than react. And to just take your time and say, what might be going on for that person? What might be going on for that person? This is the way to keep your workplace safe and normal and happy. Because if you are going to react to everything, you're going to find yourself in a kerfuffle. You're going to create enemies when there is none. That shouldn't be. You're going to find yourself upset with others or upsetting others with your responses. So really just chill, 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 relax, and just let go. Just know that it's a new normal for all of us, and we're all trying to work with it. All of us are facing extremely difficult challenges, and none of us know when it's going to last till and how it's going to end. And we hope, we wish we do, and we anticipate, but we don't know for sure. So we have to make those adjustments mentally, spiritually, socially, and we have to be very, very responsive to others because this is a new normal at work, uh, whether you go into work or work comes to you virtually, uh, remotely, you still have to have that new normal because you don't get to be in your office and shut the door and have no concentration. I was speaking to my cousin uh, the other day and he was telling me that, you know, he's so used to going to work and being on the road and now he's working from home and and uh, he doesn't have the same level of productivity. And I was saying to him, look, you've got to put yourself on a schedule. You have to have yourself on a schedule because if you don't have yourself on a schedule, just like you did. I said, what did you do when you were working? Oh, well, I would get up in the morning, have my coffee, head out. I said, well, do the same thing. Uh, just be, now you have more luxury. You can say, okay, you're going to see your daughter after school or your child after school and you can have breakfast with them. And and when they head out, then you head into your office, you close the door and make sure you're dressing for work. Because just the way humans are creatures of habit and if you're used to being dressed for work every day and all of a sudden you're working from home and you're not dressing to go to the office, you're going to find yourself in a rut where you're like, I can't get moving, I can't think, I can't work. So you need to... Get dressed, get up and get dressed. Maybe not as fancy as you did, but enough to tell your brain that you are getting ready for work. And when you're in those clothes, you work. And then when you 
don't try to work in your sweatpants and hanging out on TV in front of the TV. That's just asking for trouble because your brain is already programmed that when you're hanging out in your sweatpants and in front of the TV, that it's time to hang out. This is your time. So you're going to find yourself frequently distracted and just not concentrating as strongly. Take that time, step back, get dressed, put on those pants that are a little bit more stiff than the, the sweatpants and put your belt on. And, you know, I was saying the other day, there's nothing like a belt in your waist. It tells you you're ready for what's to come. Put your belt in your waist and go to your desk. Um, if you don't have a desk, there's nobody in the bedroom, then make your bedroom your desk during the day. Go in there, get your laptop. You know what I got for my desk in my in my, in my my room? So I have offices. I have I have my own office that I go to. Um, I also, outside the home, I also have an office downstairs. But in my room, I got a food, like a tray. You know that TV dinner tray you get, those folding trays? I got one and I sit it on my bed. And I put my laptop on top of it because I didn't want to put the laptop on my lap. So I put my laptop on it at that dinner tray and I have my, my mouse and my mouse pad. So it's wide enough to have the laptop and the mouse and mouse pad. And then, because it helps me to maintain a level of ergonomics and just having my hands hanging. So I can actually put my hands on the tray so my wrists are supported. And I have a bed with a remote. And so I can use the remote and go into the sitting position and work on my on my on my my work and, and just work on my computer and I don't have the same I have an amazing level of concentration I feel just as effective and impactful as uh, when I was so just another little hint for you if you don't actually have a physical space you can go to command the bedroom like everybody's out anyway for the day so take the bedroom space and and you know get a little bit of those little TV tray I, they're not even twenty dollars order one of those and get it for yourself and just start getting yourself really programmed for work and for working hard. So I want to wrap up this session today and I really am grateful that you you tune in as we're getting used to a new normal and, and just the things that we have to do because here we are, it's the fall, it's 2020, it's COVID-19 time and we're all making adjustments and people aren't going to behave the way we want them to. Uh, it's it's really everybody's reacting to the environment differently, in, reacting to the new normal differently, and we need to keep our cool and stay steadfast because at the end of the day, we are in control of our responses. And take care now. This is Teresa Didison. Don't forget to check us out at interpersonalwellness.com, and don't forget to sign up for the Global Workplace Wellness Summit coming up November tenth to thirteenth. We're going to have amazing speakers to help you deal with the new normal at work. Take care and be well. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.